An inaugural Pacific Languages Fono named Koloa was held yesterday in Manukau, Auckland, which came less than a year since the launch of the Pacific Languages Strategy and follows on from this year's New Zealand budget where there's more money being poured into the maintenance of Pacifica languages. Around 300 delegates representing all of the Pacific communities from around Aotearoa gathered at the Fono to hear from Indigenous language champions, innovators and speakers. Long-term prosperity of Pacific languages was the topic of the day, as well as exploring the convergence of technology and education. Joining me on Pacific Waves to talk more about the Fono is the Centre of Pacific Languages trustee, Dr. Ray Si'ilata. Kia ora and Bulavanaka, Dr. Ray. Can you briefly explain what yesterday's Fono was all about, please? Yeah, uh, kia ora, Nisan Bulavanaka. Uh, great to talk to you today. So yesterday we had the inaugural Pacific Languages Funnel named Koloa, recognising that our, our Pacific languages are treasures that we want to hold on to for future generations. So this, this conference uh, sits under the umbrella of the Centre for Pacific Languages and it's really just a start uh, this year to begin to gather as Pacific peoples to talk about our our efforts around language revitalisation. What were some of the key issues regarding Pacific languages that came through from yesterday's key speakers? I think some of the issues included what we all know, and that is that Pacific languages are becoming endangered. Some of them are highly endangered, and we need to have a high degree of system-level support in order to be able to support uh, the sustainability of these languages and, in many cases, revitalisation of the languages. Can you specify which Pacific languages is highly endangered? Because um, I believe with Samoan language, it's the third most spoken language in New Zealand. That's correct, but particularly with our, our constitutional realm languages that, in some ways, have been colonised for longer, perhaps, we could say. So, Wangahounue, Ngangana Tokelau, and Te Reo Māori Kuki Airani. So those languages are endangered languages. And in many cases, that's also to do with not only the process of of colonisation and the fact that our parents, grandparents and great-grandparents weren't allowed to speak those languages at school, but also that there are more speakers of those languages here in Aotearoa than there are in those island nations. And so in many ways, language revitalisation has to occur here as well as in the Pacific, in Te Moana Nui Akiwa. Mm. I understand Rotuman is also an endangered language. Is that a result from colonisation as well? Well, you'd probably have to ask Rotumans that, but I would, I would say yes, because that's been a discourse throughout the Pacific. And so even in Pacific jurisdictions and education, you know, I've been talking about that today with these 60 kayako in the room, that in the Pacific we still have a transitional approach to education where, where we teach our students through our languages in, in the heritage languages for the first three years and then we switch to English. And that will not produce bilingualism and biliteracy. So we need an ongoing bilingual provision for our Pacific learners wherever they're living. Mm-mm. 
So the, the Fonork comes less than a year since the launch of the Pacific Languages Strategy back in September 2022. There's now 13.3 million to implement this strategy. How does this Fonork help with implementing that strategy when majority of that funding is going towards Pacific media entities and the remaining is going towards an online resource hub? Yeah, totoko. Agree with your question there. <laughs> um, I, I think, um, you know, the Centre for Pacific Languages is doing a lot of work in the space of uh, language revitalisation with adult communities. So so our adults who are in our, um, ma- mainly nine Pacific language groups who come in to engage in language learning uh, through an online forum, and there's a whole range of different language learning courses that they can begin to either be introduced to the language if they're not speakers, and then other courses that take them on. Uh, but I, to be honest, um, I was disappointed that the funding did not include support, greater support for Pacific language acquisition within educational spaces, not just in the media. Yeah. yeah. Um, also... I just wanted to ask, during the funnel, were there any discussions around including more Melanesian communities into the languages strategy? I mean, currently, the only Melanesian language that's recognised in the Language Week celebrations is Fijian. Uh, And Kiribati and Tuvalu, I think. So, Kiribati is considered Micronesian, isn't it? Yeah, sorry, I was talking about both Micronesian and Melanesian. Uh, But I agree with you there. I think... I mean, I think we have to bear in mind that the languages strategy is an initial strategy. And of course, there are particular Pacific languages that have been targeted because of their historical connections with Aotearoa New Zealand. So in particular, the Polynesian languages and the whakapapa connections between Tangata Whenua and Tangata Ulemoana, as well as the post-colonial connections, in particular with the realm languages, with Samoa, with Tonga. And then those other uh, Micronesian languages who have uh, larger populations living here in Aotearoa. But I would agree with you that hopefully in further iterations of the strategy, there would be a focus on Melanesian languages as well. As different populations increase in Aotearoa, we have to make space for all of them. Just looking towards the future, will this will be held annually? Uh, we haven't decided on that yet, but hopefully it'll either be annually or biannually. That's, that's the plan. You know, we need a, a kind of groundswell of uh, community support for the revitalisation of our languages. And we need to continue to lobby government for greater system level support, particularly for the languages that are highly endangered.